We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Want to welcome in our next guest here on Ducks Digest, four-star Oregon wide receiver commit, Isaiah Satania. Uh, you know, Isaiah, it's super excited to have you on. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. You know, super excited to talk to you. You know, we got tons of stuff popping off with the Ducks and recruiting. So um, just kind of mm-hmm. wanted to get your side of things, and, you know, try to tell a little bit more of your story. So, you know, kind of just to start here, you know, walk me through your recruiting process a little bit. You know, you committed to a and uh, yes, you know, er- earlier on and then, um, you know, decided to open things up and less than a month later, or maybe it was just a month later. Um, I feel like you, you're, uh, you know, recomm- you made your decision, and and now it's Oregon. Yes, sir. So I got my first offer um, last February. So it was it was like two weeks before COVID. I got my first offer, and then I I started getting a little bit more attention because like before I got that first offer, I hadn't talked to one coach. So it it really took me by surprise whenever Arkansas offered me. And then I had some other schools hitting me up and stuff. And I wanted to go on some official visits, but obviously COVID um, shut that down. So then I ended up coming to AM and um, before the dead period ended. So I went there and was like, I don't know if this is the right place for me. Uh, then I went to Oregon the next week and fell in love with it, decommitted and was like, I, I have a USC visit next week. And if I end up liking USC, I'm going to go there. But if not, then I'm going to go to Oregon. So I was I was fine with decommitting and ended up being a dud. Right on. Yeah, it's, it's just crazy. I think, you know, with how long visits were shut down, we're yes, really sir. seeing, you know, with this explosion of commitments, all it really takes is, you know, you get on campus and you find that right spot and, yes, you sir. know, things can kind of line up. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, now that you're committed to Oregon, you know, uh, we talked multiple times throughout your recruitment, um, and I just kind of wanted to hear from you, you know, what, what's your favorite thing, you know, about Oregon? You know, what, what really sold you on uh, this decision? I would say just the opportunities there. Um, I mean, there's so many opportunities with school, with football, being coached by Coach Brian McClendon, who I think is the best in the game right now. Um, the opportunity I'm going to have for track, just Nike being there with Phil Knight and the NIL um, and the new rules and stuff. 
So I just feel like there's just a lot of opportunities at Oregon. Yeah, certainly a lot of opportunities. Uh, you you bring up Brian McClendon, and you know he's really had a good track record of of you know sending guys to that next level. Um, you know we're still kind of waiting to see that at Oregon, but um, I know that you know he's you know one of, like you said one of the best in the game. When you drop this top two, right, Oregon and USC, you know mm-hmm. historic Pac-12 rivalry that oftentimes carries onto the recruiting trail. Um, yes, I think an interesting angle to look at here is, you know, you have USC, which is definitely like up there with wide receiver use, right? You know, you got mm-hmm. Robert Woods, Juju, Amon Ross St. Brown this past year. And then you have Oregon, which has had some talented wide receivers, but, you know, doesn't have the the history at wide yes, receiver. Sir. So just kind of break, break it down. Again. How, do, how do you kind of evaluate that when you're looking at, you know, Oregon and USC? So that was a big thing that stood out to me and, I really liked USC because, I mean, they play with four and five receiver sets. So even if you're lower on the depth chart, you still are going to be getting a lot of balls and stuff. And they throw the ball about 45 times a game. And, I mean, not too many people are doing that. So I was really impressed with USC. And they, they're they like, yeah, Oregon's not putting anybody in the NFL and stuff. And we're putting guys in the NFL. But whenever I really looked at it, I mean, the, the coaches at Oregon haven't been there that long. Coach B-Mac has only been there for, I think this is his second year. So they're kind of like, they were telling me like stats and stuff off of other coaches. So I don't, I don't feel like what they were telling me was accurate because Coach B-Mac is putting people into the league, but he was just at a different school. But he's still doing the same exact stuff at Oregon. So I feel like, there are going to be some people going to the league at receiver at, from Oregon in the next couple of years. Totally. Yeah. You got guys like Devin Williams. He's looking really promising. And uh, you know, some of those freshman receivers that they brought in look yes, so polished and they haven't even played a game yet. Yes. Um, you know, when, when you're, I think, you know, one of the things that kind of stands out when I've talked to other receivers about McClendon is that, you know, they kind of make it just so personal. Like I was talking to, Ted Tyrone McMillan, he said the first time I was on mm-hmm. campus in Eugene, that was when we first started talking football. You know, tell me about McClendon kind of as a coach and what your relationship's like with him. So whenever I went on my visit, we had a position meeting and he just showed me how they would be using me, how, uh, what drills they do, like what a practice looks like and just his coaching styles. And my parents and I were just so impressed. Like, like what he showed didn't compare to any other schools. Yeah, so I was just like, I, I need to be, I need to be with Coach B Mac. Um, like right now, I feel like I'm just raw talent. I I haven't had like a personal trainer before. I've been to one football camp, and it's just because football has always been my second sport. Track has always been my main sport, but now I feel like I'm getting a lot better in football, and I felt like I needed to find that coach, the receiver coach that I feel like is was the best at teaching but also cared about his players. And I feel like I found that in Coach B-Mac. Absolutely. Yeah, the, the attention to detail is something that really stands out all the time. And uh, I definitely want to talk about track. We're going to get to that. Um, yes, sir. But um, now that you're committed to Oregon, you know, or you're living in Fayetteville now. I believe you told me you're originally from Texas. Yes, sir. Um, you know, Eugene's kind of its own unique place, right? And you know, I think people see all the big time sports with Oregon. 
and then they get to Eugene and they kind of say, whoa, they take a step back. Like, this is this is the home of the Ducks. You know, this is where it's all going down. You know, tell me about <laughs> yeah. kind of what you think of Eugene and how it compares to maybe some other places. So, I mean, my top two, like you said, was USC and Oregon and L.A. and Eugene are a lot of different places. But I'm from Austin, Texas, so that was more like L.A. to me. And I live now in Fayetteville, Arkansas, so that's more like Eugene, uh, like a smaller town, a college town, just like more chill and stuff. And I feel like I like I, I wanted to be in the big city again, but I was fine with being in a smaller city because I feel like it's going to help me be more focused on on sports and stuff and help me not forget why I'm why I'm in Eugene. And that's to play football, run track, and go to school. So I feel like it's going to help me a lot going to a smaller school and not being around so many distractions. Yeah, I've heard that, uh, you know, that narrative before, um, you know, with other big-time athletes that have chosen to come here. So it's it's cool to hear from you, and I think that definitely lines up. You know, I've been here for just about a year now, so I, I feel okay. all of that. Um you know, in, in the past, you know, with that historic 2021 Oregon recruiting class, they had a hashtag on social media. You know, I don't know if you saw it, but it was Take Flight 21. And I feel like now that you guys are popping off in 2022, I just wanted to ask, you know, since you talked to the guys, is there any talk of a hashtag? You know, do we maybe have that coming in this class? Uh, we haven't. Or if they have talked about it, I don't know about it. But, yeah. Okay. Okay. I just wanted to ask you, see, see what was going on there. And then this is um, kind of my last recruiting question. Um, you know, you talked about how it kind of all took you by surprise. I think you said Arkansas was one of your earlier offers. Yes, What's sir. it like, you know, just mentally being a kid and, and having all these big time schools coming after you, coaches blowing up your phone, uh, reporters like myself, uh, you know, asking you for interviews and stuff. You know, how do you kind of manage all that? What's that like for you? Yes, sir. I mean, it's definitely a blessing from God. Uh, without him, I wouldn't have any talent, wouldn't have any offers, wouldn't have any coaches hitting me up. So I, I definitely give him all the glory. But, um, I mean, it, it's just a blessing. Like, like just having – at one point, I would have, like, 15 coaches, like, texting me at one time, and I would just be showing my friends and stuff, and they would just be blown away. Or, like, I would get a call – or, like, let's say I get like three calls in a row from different coaches and they're just like, wow, like that's so cool. And what, like my favorite thing really about getting recruited is I can put other people on to schools. So I try and do that as much as possible, try and get my friends recognition because like I don't, I feel like it's not fair that I have this many offers and, and like my friends and stuff don't really have any. So I just try and like, a lot of small schools that, that follow me on Twitter hit me up. Like I just try and put my friends on them. Love to hear that, man. Yeah. Sh sharing the, sharing the attention and, and trying to kind of get yes, some opportunities. And now I kind of want to shift over to, to track and, you know, learning more about you as, mm -hmm. as an athlete, right. Um, you know, you're, you're, I feel like you, you've made your name with, you know, for speed, but um, mm -hmm. I think you do some long jump as well. I saw yes, you know, you're, kind of all over the place when it comes to track but my question I wanted to start with is when did you realize hey I, I think I got some burners like I, I can outrun some people mm -hmm. so I've always done track um both my parents they ran track at OSU my mom went on to the Olympics in 1992 
So it's it's kind of in my blood. My older sister, she ran track at the University of Texas. And I've, I've just always been around it. So, like, it's just been natural to me. I haven't – I don't have to try as hard in track as I do in football. And, I mean, I have my dad. So he's been head coach at University of Texas. He's been an assistant at Texas, assistant at Arkansas. So these are the top programs in the nation – so I can go to him with whatever I need and he'll help me. And that's a blessing for sure. Cause I mean, not too many people have that. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you grew up around the sport and, you know, constantly refining it. It's kind of cool. Cause you, I feel like a unique angle is, you know, being able to have one of your parents as a, as a coach. Yes, I never sir. had that. I had, you know, my team mom was there, you know, she was, she was <laughs> here me on shout out to mom. <laughs> um, but that's an, that's an awesome, an awesome angle. And when you, when you look at your track career and kind of how you develop as an athlete, you know, how do you, you know, now that you're looking at the opportunity of, of doing that at the highest level at the best program, you know, how do, how do you kind of reflect on that and how far you've come? Um, well, let me finish your uh, answering your question. So in the, no, I was 10 years old was my first time doing summer track. So I only did it because my older sister, she was a senior and she like needed a better time in the hurdles. So she started doing it and I was like, well, well, I want to run track too. <laughs> so I started doing it and I had to run up a year. So I was running with the 11 and 12 year olds whenever I was 10, like because of the way that my birthday fell. So I turned 11 uh, like one day before the national meet. So that was the only day I was 11 running with 12 year olds. And I ended up getting seventh in the nation in the 80 meter hurdles and then 11th in the long jump. So after that, I was like, wow, like I feel like I could really um, do something in the sport of track. And it, and it really made me work a lot harder getting seventh and 11th. Cause I mean, I'm not, I'm not satisfied with that. I want to get first in everything I do. So that really gave me the motivation I needed to work harder and, I mean, that carried over in high school. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That, that's cool. You know, it started from a young age and then you were always pushing yourself. Uh, yes, even going, if I like that angle of the story that you know, your sister wanted to do it. So, hey, let me let me get in there and see, you know, how yes, I can sir. do. And then I was always like better at the hurdles and long jump. And I still am. Those are my best two events. But I started getting faster in the eighth grade. So after, like, I didn't even run any, I didn't run, like, the 100, 200, any of that in, like, all of middle school. Um, and then ninth grade, I'd ran 100 for the first time, and I ended up running, like, 10-8, and I only ran it, like, three times a year. So I was like, wow, like, like 10-8, I mean, that's not super fast, but, like, I haven't even been training for this. Like, I've, I've just been training for the hurdles and long jumps, so. I feel like I can really make a name for myself. And then my sophomore year, indoors in the 60 meters, I ran 686, which is the, it was like the number 20th time in the nation throughout all grades. And I'm actually better at the 100 versus the 60. So I'm like, wow, I, I can't wait for outdoor season. I'm going to, I'm dropping 10-3 in the 100 this year. And then COVID hit, didn't get my season. But, and then my junior year, I, I got hurt. So I didn't get, I only ran in two meets, the conference and then state meet. I didn't run very good. Um, 
just because I didn't, I didn't have any training or anything. But next year, I'm definitely coming back for revenge. Oh yeah, gotta got always. I feel like that's the cool part about track, you know. And I I swam in high yes, school, sir. so it's like a very time oriented sport. You're always kind of going against yourself and and trying to get better yes, with that sir. time. Um. Yeah, because Arkansas, it's not. I mean, obviously, it's not as good in track and in sports and stuff. But that's what I like about track. I mean, you know exactly how you do. Like, you have an exact time. So, you know how good you're doing versus other people in the nation versus, like, football. I mean, you can have, like, let's say a 1,000 yards. But a 1,000 yards in Arkansas and a 1,000 yards in Texas is going to be different. Like, it's going to be a lot harder to have a 1,000 yards in Texas. But if you run 10-3 in the 100, it doesn't, it doesn't matter where you are. Yeah, speed, uh, you know, speed talks and, and it always, uh, always shows up. Yes, sir. And then, you know, one of the cool parts about modern college football, I saw some crazy stat with the draft. It was like, I don't know, this is right, like 20 something first rounders played multiple sports in high school. Um, and I just feel like that's such a cool aspect of this all because Oregon had Devin Allen. Uh, he's, mm-hmm. I'm sure you knew about him. Uh, yes, sir. Tony Brooks James. You know, what's that kind of like for you, knowing that you're going to be, you know, a part of that? You know, you're going to strap on the pads and then you're going to be sprinting in Hayward Field. Yes, sir. So my dad, like I said, he was a coach at the University of Texas. So I would go to the national track meet in Eugene, Oregon, every single year. And I remember watching Devin Allen run and I'm like, wow, like that dude plays football, too. Like and he's running track, like winning all this. Like that's that's what I want to do. And then I saw him in 2016 at the Olympic trials and I was, I was blown away. Like he's doing this good and he's only in college right now. And then he ended up quitting football. And like, you don't see that too, too often out of people like that do track and football. Usually football is the main sport. So like that really blew me away. But I mean, a lot of people are like, Oh, you're going to do both in, in college. Like there's no way you could do that. And I'm like, like literally there's people at Oregon that have done it before me. So I'm not worried about it. Okay, cool. Yeah. That, that's awesome that you had that, you know, previous example and, you know, you, you've been to Eugene cause I think a lot mm-hmm. of people, you know, see this and are like, well, Hey, he's coming all the way across the country. You know, what is he doing? Like, why wouldn't he stay closer to home? Yeah. Yeah. So another thing about that is a bunch of people like how come you're not going to Arkansas? Like they just assumed I was going to Arkansas. And I was, I was kind of confused. I was like, like, what's so good about Arkansas? Like they, they went like three and seven last year. Like they're not doing anything. And then I feel like, like all my friends are like, yeah, if we had like as many offers as you, like we would all go to Arkansas. And it's, I feel like the people that live here, like they're just ties to Arkansas is just really, really strong and me being from texas living there for 15 years i didn't really have that connection to arkansas so i don't know like that was the reason why i didn't go to arkansas and everybody are a bunch of coaches from around the nation and stuff like they all just assumed i'd go to arkansas like they'd be like like is it worth our time recruiting you or are you just gonna go to arkansas i'm like no i promise you i'm not going to arkansas okay yeah, I, I know yes, you've got to take a trip out there. Um, just yes, got a couple sir. more for you, man. Um, just uh, you're heading into your senior season. 
um, you know, one last ride, just kind of want to talk about, you know, what the, we talked a little bit about the football scene in Arkansas, but you know, you have any goals mm-hmm. for your senior year, you know, what are you looking forward to the most? So my big, I mean, right now, my biggest thing is to get hundred percent healthy. Like I said, I had the big two day seven on seven tournament and I was feeling really good. Um, like my ankles what's hurt right now, but I feel like I was like a, 70 percent but at the same time I haven't really got that training that I wanted to like over the summer so far because I've been trying to get my ankle right so like right now I don't really feel like fluid in my routes but I mean that's that's for sure gonna come I still have like a month and a half to our first game so I'll be ready for sure but I would say my biggest goal is I mean to win state and then personal, personally, uh, 1,500 yards and 15 touchdowns. Dang. There we go. Yeah, I, I know you had some crazy stats uh, from last year, and you got to score in every game. So always trying to always trying to up it. The, yes, sir. The question I want to end on, Isaiah, you know, I just asked you all these questions about football, but, um, you know, it's – always fun getting to know recruits uh, a little bit more than, you know, just as athletes, you know, who are you, what do you like outside of football? You know, uh, your faith is very important to you from the sounds of it, but tell me about kind of who you are as a person. Yes, sir. So every Sunday uh, I go to church. Uh, Our church is like three minutes from my house. So it's pretty convenient. Um, I would like, I go to the pool sometimes, hang out with my friends. I live on a golf course. So, I just like riding my golf cart around on it. it. It's like one of the nicest, or they said it's the nicest course in Arkansas. So it's it's just really cool just driving on it and, and seeing it. Like when the sun is setting, I like driving on it. Um, I would say <laughs> I'm pretty much always in sports. Um, even whenever I'm not playing football or something, I'm watching highlights on my phone, watching highlights from let's say last year during football season just seeing what what I did and what I can improve on what I did good and how I can make that even better um we always have like either sports center track football or basketball on um in my house and actually my cousin he plays for the New York Knicks so during this basketball season uh that that's the only thing we watch (laughs) Dang, yeah, you guys got ties everywhere. You know, parents, parents yes, were in to LSU, dad coached, <laughs> on the Knicks, man. This is, this is a crazy athletic family. I know. I would say I got the best genes in Arkansas. <laughs> yeah, it, it sure sounds <laughs> like it. Um, well, Isaiah, that's all I had for you, man. Uh, great, you know, finally getting to meet you over Zoom. Uh, yes, and sir. really appreciate you taking the time. Uh, wish you all the best. And uh, excited to see what's next for you, man. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.